0: Just before we move on in the service, just want to honour someone in this house today. Uh, it is Pam's birthday.
1: Happy birthday, Pam!
0: And I, I just want to speak a few words. Of ble- I feel led to do this. Um, I say I feel led to do this in case we start getting everybody wanting to have their birthdays. Do you know, like that? I don't know if you've ever watched CBBS. You know, the little bit. Be- baby and where you have to get, if you get a card that's good enough, they have to announce it, you know. But I feel that there's something spiritual about this. So I if you just stand, if you just pray right now as we bless Pam according to the, the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of the Lord says to you, well done. You've made it. You've made it through. You've come on a long journey. You're here in my blessing, with my favor. And on this day, the Spirit of the Lord says, I want you to know that in you I'm well pleased. Amen. And that you should receive afresh today, a fresh anointing and spirit of assurance that you are loved of God and highly favoured and that your seeds that you've been sowing, not just with your voice, but behind the scenes in people's lives, a giver, not a taker, a seed sower. And the Lord says, great is your reward in my kingdom. Expect greater blessings and greater anointings. The deeper you go, the higher I will rise in you, says the Lord. So be blessed. The year that comes is going to be a year of special favor and divine visitation, says the Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. And there is a... uh, There is a spirit of favour in this house today. I can sense there is an anointing of favour for you to reach out and be blessed. So don't let the enemy block the favour of God in your life today. Don't let clouds of oppression or depression. The past is the past. Today's a new day. The mercies of God are new every morning. Don't bring yesterday into today yesterday's blessing or yesterday's sorrows. Don't bring them in today. Favor of God is on you. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap offering. Amen. You're up for it tonight. I can see. Amen. Thank you. Please take your seats. It's wonderful to see you here this evening. God's blessing and favor is upon us. We're believing that he wants to do things on the inside of us and to bring us the blessing that will cause us to be the servants and handmaidens that He wants us to be because God knows in this day and hour, the church needs to be revived. And God is looking for people that are ready to be renewed by Him to a place they couldn't possibly imagine in the Spirit. God has got such plans for you and I that we couldn't even imagine. But they are plans according to His will. Not according to our desires, but his desires, and he wants to line us up with what he wants to do for us as individuals, but also as us together, because we are one body. When I was seeking the Lord for this service, the Holy Spirit spoke very directly to me you know I hope whenever I preach on the evening, I mean in the five o 'clock service is expository preaching we 're going through the book of James, but on Sunday nights, we seek the Lord for a word, and we pray that God will give us that word. But there was a special thing upon the word uh, that he wanted me to minister tonight. I had no intentions or even thoughts about this particular subject. And so when it was dropped into my heart, it came as a bit of a surprise. Whereas often when you're asking the Lord for a message, he sort of leads you he, he anoints your thoughts, he leads you in your thinking and your prayer, and you come to the conclusion, yes, Lord, I believe that's what you want to talk about. Well, this was just dropped from heaven into my heart, to bring to you ministry on renewing your strength like the eagle. I've got two key passages I want to impart to you tonight, and the first one is Psalm 103 in verse 1, a very well-known psalm for good reason, a very well-loved psalm, uh, Psalm 103, Uh, but it's really where the sort of first section ends in verse 5 that I want to end up in. So as we read through it, you read the blessings, but find out where those blessings are traveling in this psalm, 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that, let me pause, all of these things are for a purpose, not just in themselves, Thank God He forgives our sins. Thank God uh, He heals us or brings healing provision. Thank God He redeems us from destruction and crowns us with His loving kindness and tender mercies. Thank God He brings good things to satisfy our mouth. But all of those things are, in verse 5, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Interesting. Interesting. This whole psalm is great blessings and ministry of the gospel to us. Is not just the blessings in themselves. And often we will preach from Psalm 103, I have, and we'll preach on the blessings. But really the focus of these blessings, as I've said, are with the conclusion that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Now that begs the question, doesn't it? What does it mean for an eagle to renew its youth. What could that possibly be? How can a person or individual or an eagle renew their youth? Surely, when you get old, you get old. How do you renew yourself? Well, we're going to talk about that tonight. The other key passage is Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28 to 31. Interestingly enough, verse 29 to 31 was my baptism promise. When I was baptized 21 years ago here at Kensington Temple, and uh, in those days, often today, people come on the day to get baptized. Uh, But what we used to do, what they used to do, is they had a couple of ladies who would seek the Lord for every person that was being baptized for a baptismal promise. And so from verse 29, I got my promise. But I'm going to read from verse 28. Have you not known... Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth? Neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. And to those that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like the eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So here again, we see a great renewing ministry. In Psalm 103, God was bringing renewal in all forms, spiritual, physical, circumstantial. He was bringing renewal in order to restore our youth like the eagle. And then here in this passage again, we come up to a conclusion that talks about being an eagle. He's going to give power and strength to the faint and weary. Those that are falling, those that are stumbling, God is not going to leave them where they are in their weakness, but God is going to renew them. If they wait on Him, He will renew their strength. And what will be the result of this? they shall mount up with wings like eagles. In other words, God is again saying, I'm going to do a work and it's going to be a restoration so that you will be able to soar like an eagle. He is in that passage, Isaiah and God, referring to the renewal process of certain eagles. Now, I'm going to just very lightly explain what this is. Then we're going to see a little presentation in more detail, then I'm going to come back to it. But just before we go into the presentation, what we're talking about is when an eagle gets to a stage in its life where it's getting old. Its feathers are getting worn out. It can't fly as fast as it used to be or as accurately as it used to be. It's like when you have a car and you first get it and it drives so nicely. And then after eight or nine years, it's just not the same old car. And it's the same with this eagle. Its feathers aren't working. It can't travel like it did. It has to put more energy. I know eagle's sore, but he has to have more energy when he gets up to soar because the feathers aren't as aerodynamic as they were. Also, his talons and claws have been weakened over much use, and his claws talons are tired. They don't have the accuracy for pick, pricking up, picking up the prey when it goes down there. He finds it, or she finds it, more energy to tear at the food. It's just not working like it should be. Even the eagle's beak in this scenario is often calcified. In other words, over its use over time. It's got older, calcified. It's not operating as well. It's not as sharp. It's harder to tear at the flesh. And what this eagle will do is at the right time, it will know that it's time to go to a place for renewal. And it will find itself a place high up in a mountain, high up where nothing can get to it. And there that eagle will hide itself And a process of renewal will take place. And this is the process that God is speaking to us about in both the Psalms and the prophets and what the Holy Spirit is talking about tonight. So we have a short PowerPoint presentation, which I hope we can all see and and get on camera for those that are watching on the internet, of this process. I'll then come back and minister a little bit more. Thank you.
2: inside I know it starts inside of me. Oh, oh, if I can see it, then I can be it. If I just believe it, there's nothing to it. I believe I can fly. I
0: Amen. Believe Thank you. I can touch- so you see. There, in that process of what takes place in that ego. And that's what the Holy Spirit in these scriptures is talking about. And I know that it's happening to many of us in this place tonight and those that are watching because the Holy Spirit asked me to preach on it. And he wouldn't ask me to preach on it unless people were experiencing it or about to experience it. And this is what we talk about when we use the phrase renewal, renewal. And sometimes in our Christian lives, God wants to do a powerful work of renewal in our lives. You know, the New Testament, Paul says when he speaks about age, he says, you know, our outer body is decaying, doesn't he? In other words, he says our physical body is getting Older. Oh, someone remind me to deal with these grey for next weekend. And you can mask it, but it's taking place. I may be usually black on the outside, but you know there's grey underneath. <laughs> Maybe I should blue rinse it. I don't know. I'll see what the Lord says. Anyway. So, enough. so the outward is getting older, but you also know, He says, the outward may be getting older and decaying, but the inner man is what? Being renewed on a daily basis. Now, I know that God is renewing us on a daily basis, but sometimes God will bring into our season a powerful season or time of deep renewal that is similar to what's taking place to that eagle. I don't want you to think that you have to be 40 years of age before you go through this, and you think Bruce has got a midlife crisis, another one anyway. And um, therefore, he's preaching on being renewed like an eagle. This is something that can take place at different stages of our lives. How many of you know that God works in seasons? It's so important, so important that you know the season that you're in with God. We need to know God's seasons at many different levels, not just your personal season, but the season that Kensington Temple is in as your local church, The season that the nation is in. Seasons. There are two words for time in the Greek and in the New Testament. The first is chronos. Chronos simply means the ticking of time. Moments go by, hours go by, weeks go by, months go by, years go by. That's chronos. But kairos means season. Autumn. Winter. Spring. Perhaps finally summer. Summer if you've got faith. We had it a bit today. Seasons. And you need to know if you're a farmer, what season you're in. And as a believer, you need to know the times and the seasons. Because if you don't know a season that you're in, you are going to be confused. You won't know what's happening and why. You won't understand the season. So how will you be able to cooperate with the season if you don't know you're in it? I'll use the farming analogy. A farmer knows it's spring and he knows what to do. It's time to plant. The farmer knows it's summer harvest time. He knows it's time to reap. He knows when it's winter time and time to plow. He understands the seasons and cooperates with them. What I'm finding is that one of the most important things that we need to know is what season am I in, Lord? What are you doing in my life right now? Because if he's doing one thing in your life and you're doing another thing, you, you can be out of season. Can you imagine a farmer being out of season? I mean, it'd be prosperous, wouldn't it, if he, in the middle of winter looking for a harvest? He knows the season. And sometimes seasons of renewal will come into our lives, and in these particular passages, we're talking about the renewal of an eagle. And so when we speak about God's work, and all of this is God doing a job of restoration in our lives. You say, say, I've already had a job of restoration. I've already come a long way. I've already had a season. Yeah, but it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. What happens in the things of the Spirit is that God takes you to a certain level, and then He will do a work of deep renewal, and you'll Come out revived and strengthened and deeper with God and deeper with your understanding of Him and deeper with your understanding of who you are and deeper with your understanding of your calling. And at that time, it it feels like there's there's no deeper to come. You feel like, wow, that is amazing. But that's just the beginning because God is transforming you and I from glory to glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. The moment We're not open for a huge transforming season. We're going to stagnate. I said open. God will tell us when that's time and show us when it's time. And for many of us, we're in it. But when we close down God's renewal work in our lives, we stagnate. Or God forbid we think we've arrived or we think we've matured. You only have to look at the real mature men and women in the Bible to know, not in a discouraging way, that we haven't even begun. I've been looking at the, one of the things I've been looking at is the church in the Acts of the Apostles and comparing it with the church in Europe today. And we haven't even begun. We haven't even begun. We've hardly learned the ABCs of the church of the book of Acts. But don't we worry about it. It's part of the process. The problem is when you think you're already there, when you think you've already become to a maturity and you consider yourself mature, the moment you think that, you're shutting down the seasonal work of God. And so God will lead us in daily renewal, and that's a work in progress but also there will be seasons. After all, Jesus said to his disciples, didn't he? I mean, day by day, they were ministering. Day by day, they were giving. And he said, come aside a while. He said, come away from the crowds. What did he mean? He meant we need a season of renewal and restoration. There are times when God has to restore, revive, and the word especially tonight is renew us before we can then go back at a higher level. How many of you know God wants you to operate at a higher level than you're at now, way higher? And, and there are seasons and levels of glorious uh, ministry that God wants us to be. And there will be times when God will say, I need to do a process, a deeper renewal than the daily a renewal a bit like the eagle, in order for me to take you to a whole new level of ministry of glory. And that's what the 2 Corinthians was talking about, being transformed from glory to glory. And the glory, of course, is not our own. It's the glory of God working through us. And in order to have increased manifestation of the Spirit of God and the glory of God, we have to have increased renewal. In order for the clay vessel of your life and my life to hold more of God's glory for the sake of his kingdom, the vessel has to be renewed, stronger, fitter, better able to take the glory and minister to the glory without leaking or ruining or being ruined by the glory. You know, many people can't take the glory that God wants to put on them because if he put the glory on them, as they are now, it would be a total, unmitigated disaster. I mean, how many of you know even now some of the things that God is using you in, if you'd been used in them earlier, you wouldn't have been able to cope with it? Why? Because you weren't at a sufficient place of renewal in order to handle the glory and the power and the influence that God wants you to have. And I'm not just speaking about ministry as in formal ministry, preaching ministry. I'm talking about business. How, how many of you know, days earlier, if God had given you what God has given you now, you wouldn't be able to handle it? You think you would. You wouldn't be able to handle it. God had to do a work of renewal in your life. And so this process is important to recognize because although you might think, wow, that looked like a painful renewal of an eagle. The eagle was cooperating with the renewal. And actually, when seasons come where God renews you and renews your strength like an eagle, when these seasons come, if you recognize it, it's a wonderful, precious time. Wonderful, precious time. It's when you don't recognize it that it's painful, painful in a bad way, That you get confused, that you don't understand why things aren't happening like they should. It seems you've got less power, seems you've got less influence, seems you've got less provision, seems you're having less effect, less manifestation of the Spirit of God, further from God, further from the Word. It feels like you've flat lined in the things of God and you're thinking, what's wrong with me? What's happening? Why have you abandoned me, Lord? Why is it all going wrong? Why do I feel so uh, far from you at times? Or why do I I feel so, that's the word I'm looking for, vulnerable. Vulnerable. And when you're in this season, you can be very close to the Lord. You feel he's far away because he's not like he was in the past, but actually he's drawn close what does this eagle do when it senses this season of powerful renewal, not just daily renewal, thank God for that, but a powerful season? You say, how long will it be? Don't know. God knows. But it's a season, a powerful season of renewal. What does it do? It goes to a place of hiding and security. Now, you say, what? Well, I go and hide physically? No, it's not, it's not talking about that. It's talking about you find a place in God, in the secret place, where he covers you with his wings, where you go to the strong tower, the fortress, into his bosom. You go to a place in God where you are secure, where he can do a work on you where you know that you're being protected. And during seasons like this, when you recognize it, and you're in that shield of God, you still go to work, you still have to face with all, all the difficulties that you normally face, but it's different because God is shielding you. He also ensures that those situations don't affect the renewal process, don't affect your vulnerability, but in fact, he'll even use them to help you go through. Sometimes to help you pluck the feathers, the circumstances. But it will not hurt you. So during times of renewal, you have to trust God. Because sometimes during the times of renewal, as I said, you feel very vulnerable, but it's a good place to be. When is the last time it's rhetorical? When was the last time you felt very vulnerable? When was the last time, not speaking human-wise, I'm speaking you felt vulnerable, and you're really really saying, God, shield me, cover me, watch over me. Lord, I feel vulnerable. Why? Because God is bringing the insecurities, the vulnerabilities, the weaknesses. He's going to bring them to the surface in order to deal with them. The Bible says that our faith is like gold, purified, and so during these times of renewal, God comes and he does a work where he brings the impurities of our faith to the surface. And you know, when it comes to the surface, it can be quite troubling if you don't know you're in a season of renewal like the eagle. You start, things start coming up in your life, you start worrying about the way that you think about things you'd never thought before. You have fears you haven't had for ages. You, you have insecurities you thought you'd got over. Um, you, you, you start having emotional things start rising that you never even knew that were there. They're coming to the surface. And, and if you don't know the season, you can start of saying, oh, my God, I'm losing my mind. I'm so emotional. And we're not just talking about a certain time in the month. This is the Holy Spirit bringing emotions up. I'm so emotional. I'm, I'm so tender. I, 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 I'm taking things that people say <laughs> in such a deep way that I wouldn't normally do. People are saying or doing things that normally I just shrug off, but now they're, they're, they're really affecting. Why? Because you're vulnerable. It's like that, e- that eagle, it goes up into a safe place right up there into its nest, it said, or up into a mountain where nothing can reach. That's where the eagles go, to a place that not even a rock climber could get to. And there in that safe place, they allow this vulnerability to have. They cooperate it, cooperate with it. You saw that there, that the beak was taken and it was rubbed against rock so that It was almost non-existent. During this time, the eagle has very little to eat because it can't eat. And the eagle's mouth is being dealt with. During this time of renewal, God will deal with one of the most important things in your life that needs dealing with. We've been looking at this in James and will be again, the mouth. The tongue, if anybody thinks he's spiritual, yet he can't guide the tongue... Or harness the tongue, he's deceiving himself. The tongue is a fire. And so, there, in that place, God will deal with your speech, the things that you say so loosely, and the gossiping and the negativity that comes out of your mouth. I tell you what, during the time of renewal, keep your mouth shut. Because you're going to feel God doing deep work, great, wonderful deep works. So, keep your mouth shut. Because during that time, it's not a time for going around glibly talking about things or reacting. God is doing a wonderful work on the inside. You feel vulnerable, but you know that God is going to bring you out stronger. That if he left these um, uh, impurities deep down in your life, if he left them there, That what would happen is when he pulls out the glory or takes you to the next level, they are going to ruin it. Those impurities are going to cause cracks to come into your life. They won't be able to handle it. So he's bringing them up in a safe place. A safe place where he can deal with them. Because when you're out there, not in this season, carrying the glory, that's not the time in the battle to deal with deep wounds. That's the time of cut and thrust. That's not the time. You need to wait for the season of God. And then also we see that the claws, the talons are also taken out and dealt with. And then finally, those feathers that are no more fit for purpose are also plucked out one by one. And up there in that safe place, The eagle ends up looking like some hideous chicken. And that's how he feels. Now, again, I don't want you to think, oh, my God, that sounds terrible. It's only terrible if you don't know what's going on. Actually, seasons of renewal like an eagle are some of the most precious times you will ever experience in your life. Because the Holy Spirit is so at work in you. It's so personal, it's so intimate. And you are there in that place, vulnerable. But you know, it's a beautiful place to be, to be vulnerable in the hands of God. To be like a baby in the arms of its mother. That's what the psalm says, I have quietened myself. I haven't thought of things too great for me, but I have quietened myself and stilled myself like a baby in his mother's arms. Vulnerable yet protected. These seasons of God's deep work teach you to trust God in a deeper way. You understand your vulnerability. You feel that you've been stripped down. You've, all the things that perhaps you've trusted in, thinking they were God that, but weren't, But were figments of your imagination of your or of your own self appreciation or self assessment. You called them God, and God says that wasn't me, and all of a sudden you're undone. (laughs) Isaiah knew what it was to have a season to be renewed, like an eagle. He was doing all very well until God's glory showed up. And Isaiah said, Oh, God help me. I'm undone. I'm vulnerable. I never realized this was the scenario. I'm a man of unclean lips. And what did God do? Renewed his strength like an eagle, cleansed him with coals of fire and sent him out to do ministry. He could never have done unless he'd had his strength renewed like the eagle. Think about Peter, that time when Jesus did the marvelous miracle and said, you have you fished all night and caught nothing? Cast on the other side. And all those fish came, and Peter was undone, and everything he thought and everything he understood, and he was undone, just like that time when he thought that he was somebody he wasn't. Lord, if they betray you, I won't. I'm different than them. I'm I'm the appointed one. When you go, Lord, and may you not go. Don't want you down the cross. I'll take your place. I'm the man. I've seen it. I'm the man. And then what happened? Little maid. I know who you are. You know the story. Three times. Three times he was undone. But then God came to him, didn't he? And three times said, Peter, feed my sheep. And within a few weeks, he was preaching the gospel and thousands of people were getting saved, but he had to have his strength renewed like an eagle. It was a hidden work, a renewal. And, and we see the, this picture here in Isaiah chapter 40, for example. Who is it that needs the renewal of the eagle? It's the weary. It's the weak. The strong don't need to be renewed like an eagle. It's the weak. And those who have no might, he wants to increase strength even youth shall faint and be weary it's not just for old men and women and the young men shall fall but those who wait on the lord see this is what i've been talking about it's that place of waiting on the lord and god will getting in god's operating table and god will hide you with his feathers and he will renew you and he will give you strength he will renew your strength and then you shall mount up with wings like eagles you shall run and not be weary. You shall walk and not be faint. Now, this is a season that God does in our lives that we should understand, welcome, and cooperate. Because I tell you what, when you come through it, you'll be so much stronger, better than you've ever been before. Not just for yourself and your own spirituality, but to be used by God's kingdom. You'll, you'll be so much different. You really will be rude. Just like the eagle when he's finally been renewed. He's not just what he was when he was a youth. He is stronger, fitter, and better than he's ever been in his life. Stronger than being a youth, better than being a youth, because of his strength and his age and his wisdom, and now he's had a total renewal. He can fly and he can soar like never before. And this is the point. God's seasons are of renewal in our lives. You might might be getting older on the outside, but on the inside, you should be getting younger, fitter, stronger, more sensitive to God, more revelation, sharpness of eye. An eagle has a sharp eye. And this is why when you meet people who have truly walked with God for many, many years, even if they were young when they started, so it's not necessarily the older, but when they've walked with God, and when they've been prepared in seasons to have their strength renewed like that of an eagle, their youth renewed, and you meet them, although they may be older, maybe doddery on the outside, their understanding on the inside is like a finely honed athlete. I mean, they see things of God quicker. They discern things of the enemy better. I mean, their wisdom and their clarity is crystal clear, and sometimes you can't see what they see because they're so far ahead of you. And because you've not come to that place of renewal, you just can't see from their viewpoint because their eagle eye is so much more Focus Now, not, that doesn't mean that the longer you've been a Christian, the more you'll become like that. It should mean that. doesn't mean that. But I'm talking about when you meet somebody that has allowed this process to take place in their life and cooperated. They are stronger in God, fitter in God than they've ever been. Do you know what? Before you go to be with the Lord, before He takes you to be with Him, unless He comes first, those last moments before you go to be with the Lord. You should be at your strongest in Him. I mean, at your absolute strongest and pinnacle in the things of the Spirit and God. That means that old age isn't something we should fear. Because if we walk with God, when we get into physical old age, we will have more of Him, more power with Him than ever before. It's a wonderful thing that as we grow older... We can grow stronger, younger, and fitter. Now, sometimes this process of renewal doesn't take place in a seeming season, but sometimes what happens is somebody ends up crashing and burning. It's not a season that God leads you into. It's something that happens that perhaps God never planned to happen for you. And when people crash and burn, I mean, we read in this, even youth shall faint, verse 30 of Isaiah 40, even youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. What's that talking about? It's talking about crashing and burning. I believe that there's some people that are listening or seeing this message where you have crashed and you have burnt in a very Awful way. I mean, you have it's, and it's not like what I've been describing. God leading you to a place of that's the normal way. But I want to speak a word of renewal and restoration into the fallen soldiers of the house today, where you have crashed, you have fallen, and you know what the Lord means by that. Bang! It wasn't God's will for you to crash like you crashed, but you crashed. Anyway, I have a word for you. There's more grace for you. It's not the end for you. And God, even though you've crashed utterly and smashed utterly, and I'm not saying that happened last week or the week before. Maybe it's happened years, but you've never been healed. You've never been renewed. God has good news. He can still do the process of renewal in your life. And, I mean, I remember something that really... It's powerful and speaks into this area from my own background. It might not speak to you, but I'm going to share it with you anyway. If it doesn't hit the point or hit your spot, fine. But I thought I'd share it anyway. I was blessed to be a child brought up in the 1970s. How many people were children in the 1970s and want to admit it? Huh. <laughs> Weren't they great days? Well, they were in, they were in Britain. I loved the 1970s. 70s. I thank God I was a boy in Yorkshire brought up in the 1970s. I loved everything. I loved the flares. I loved the skateboarding craze. I loved my chopper, my rally chopper. Yeah, someone knows what I'm talking about. I loved it. I loved the freedom. No locked doors. I remember the time when my parents got a telephone for the first time. I loved it. Only four channels to choose from and BBC2 was no good for kids. I loved the 1970s. And one of my favorite programs on the 1970s, and this is where I might lose some of you younger folk here today, was something called The Six Million Dollar Man. <laughs> hey? Some of you are older than you look. The Six Million Dollar Man. I loved The Six Million Dollar Man, I loved everything about it, or The Bionic Man. And, to, and, and, and the story, of course, and we're going to show a clip, the theme tune, which will take some of us back in a minute. We're going to see. And, and just in case you've never heard what I'm speaking about, and you, were, you didn't have the blessing. <laughs> the, the anointing's already fallen. You didn't have the blessing. You, you know, you were unfortunate and had to be brought up in the 80s or 90s. I'm only, it's sorry. right, I'm only joking, but you were unfortunate. And... Uh, what this was, is you'll see him, his name's Steve Austin, and I mean, he was a man of men. He was an astronaut, and he had everything he needed. He was strong, he had, he had it all, he was at the top of his game. The best pilots are astronauts, end up being astronauts. I mean, he was every boy's dream, an astronaut. But he didn't realize what was going to happen, and he ended up on an awful crash. And out of that crash, he ended up in a place where he had no power and he lost everything. But thank God there was someone there to rebuild him. Let's just have a little clip of the beginning of The Six Million Dollar Man.
1: Circuit We have separation. Inboard downboard zero. We're coming forward with the side stick. That looks good. Roger. Roger. I've got a blowout. number three. Astronaut.
0: A man barely alive. Gentlemen, we can rebuild him. We have the technology. We have the capability to make the world's first bionic man. Steve Austin
1: will
2: be that man. Better than he was before. Better. Stronger.
0: Yes, that's right. Did anybody have the $6 million action man? You did? That was one of my favorite toys. I was trying to go up in the attic to find it, but um, I, my wife wouldn't let me. <laughs> but I know it's up there somewhere with the rest of the action men. And it was a brilliant action figure. And what happened was, in the story, he lost both his legs and an arm, and he also left, lost an eye, this, this, this man. He'd, he'd lost. He was finished. But they have the technology, as you heard. They gave him two new legs. They gave him a new arm, and in the actual toy, you could peel back the plastic and see the sort of, like, <laughs> bionic stuff in. And they also gave him a new eye, and in the figure it had a little, it was brilliant, a little hole in the back where you could look through his eye, and it magnified things. And so what happened was he crashed, he burnt, but there was a process of rebuilding. And when he came out, and it took him a while to get used to his new legs, his new arm, and his new eye, but after that, he was the bionic man, and he could lift up cars, and he could run faster, and and he was better than he'd ever been before, but he was no longer just Steve Austin. He had other components in his life that became part of him, and what I'm saying is that there's people here, and you have crashed and burned in life like him, and you have felt that in some senses, you've lost it. It's over, And that God can't restore you. But what God is saying is not only can he restore you, but he can renew you and place in you something that will make you better, stronger, faster, fitter in the things of God than you ever were before you crashed and burned. You see, often when people crash and burn, or always when people crash and burn in life, it's because... They didn't go voluntarily at times to do the eagle renewal in the place. And they began to trust in themselves and their own strength. They began to believe their own hype. They began to believe the hype that other people spoke about them. And they get themselves in a difficult place. And before they realize it, bang, it all falls down. When you crash and burn, it looks like it's never going to fall down. But before you crash and burn, you know it, you can't see the wood for the trees. You don't even know what a perilous situation you're finding yourself in. And when that crashing and burn comes, like you saw on the screen, it is devastating for you. And the question is, well, what can happen? And many people just zero out and think, well, that's me finished. I can never be used by God. But God is speaking a word into your life today And saying, yes, he can. God has the technology to rebuild you. He has the technology. The technology is the power of the Holy Spirit. And what the Holy Spirit does with people that has crashed and burned is he comes in and he replaces the parts that were ruined with himself. And then that person that comes out of crashing and burning, when they come out, they're in such a good place, ironically enough, because they know that what they have is not their own strength more than anybody, because they know what it is to use their strength and to crash and burn. And they can run. And you say, well, I don't see any bionic men in uh, the scriptures. Yes, you do. 1 Kings 18:46. Elijah outrun the chariots. He had bionic legs. And what I mean by that is that God will become our strength. God will anoint us, and we will we will be able to do things. Psalm eighteen twenty nine. Psalm eighteen twenty nine for by you I can run through a troop, by God I can leap over a wall. It's somebody under the anointing of glory. When God comes upon you in fresh glory and fresh power, you'll say things you could never say before. You will pray prayers you could never pray before. You will deal with circumstances and tests in ways that you could never deal with before. The fruit of the Spirit will begin to rise. You'll find instead of being impatient, there is a patience that's arising. You will be slow to anger, slow to speak, but you will be quick to hear and to listen. You will begin to operate with a wisdom that's not from below, that is earthly, sensual, worldly and demonic. But you will be starting to live in a different realm and you will be known as peaceable. You will be known as trustworthy, faithful, true, generous. And it won't be you. You'll know that what's being exhibited in your life, it's not you. You're like the bionic man. Uh, There was a bionic woman as well. Yeah. Wasn't quite as popular as the six million dollar man. But I don't know if they did a figure of Farrah Fawcett. They did. What special things did it have? Not like Steve Austin. No, come on. I'm only toying with you, please. Uh, having a joke with you. You will find that something different has taken place at this new level of glory. You're really not the same. Except you're not the same, but you're more who you want to be. This, you're discovering yourself. It's a process of self-discovery. When you go through seasons of renewal like an eagle, Hopefully not crashing and burning, but if you have, you've had your word tonight. You're going to be raised up the $6 million man, $6 million woman. Or when you come into these seasons of vulnerability and the precious times that you're going to have with God. And the self-discovery as those impurities, weaknesses of character that would cause you to ruin the glory. Come up, get dealt with, you're hidden in his hand. And then as you begin, like that eagle... The new feathers begin to grow back. The talons begin to grow back. Your beak, your mouth becomes stronger. Your words have more weight, authority. They're used to bless. And the words you speak, people now listen to. Whereas before, they ignored because they come with an anointing. They come with a weight of authority. You can say things to people that before, your words were light. But now your words are weightier. Your prayers are stronger. Your actions more gracious. Your understanding deeper. Your reactions, that you don't react anymore, you act. You're ready for what's going to go on during the day. Because you've been in the secret place. And things may take you by surprise, but they won't take you by capture. Because you'll have the wisdom already imparted with you to deal with things. You'll walk stronger, more at peace, better. It'll be deeper on the inside. Things won't wound you like they used to wound you. You won't have those types of reactions. Why? Because you've been renewed to a higher level. You can soar higher on the thermals of God. You can see clearly, more clearly with an eagle eye, what is actually taking place on earth. From God's Viewpoint. You're not living a chicken life, you're living an eagle life. Chickens are pecking around, they don't know what the heck's going on around them. Reacting, eagles see everything. They see the rustle of the grass and a tiny mouse. They see it all because they're soaring on the Spirit. God, my friends, is renewing your strength like the eagle. He's going to lift you up, you're going to soar embrace the times that God does these in your lives. Embrace them, because it's going to be the new you, the new you who is the real you. Oh, glory to God. I think you better stand on your feet. I think the Holy Spirit is falling. I think the Holy Spirit is owning his own message. Stand to your feet and let the glory fall. Let the healing flow. Let the work of God. Where's the pianist? What you're hearing is people already on God's operating table, being healed and freed, and touched and affirmed and blessed and we just let it flow. We don't have to pump anything up because the grain is falling from heaven right where you are. Why don't you open your spirit wide open to the Lord right now. We got time. We have time. We're not rushing out of here until the impartation has taken place right where you are. the healing, renewing power of the Holy Spirit comes amongst us. Shut yourself in with God. You're in a crowd, but shut yourself in with God. And this is what these Sunday evenings are about and this is what these Sunday evenings, by God's grace, will become. A healing place, a transforming place, a saving place, a ministry place for the Holy Spirit to do works in our lives that will change us forever and change people around us forever as a byproduct Son To dwell amongst us tonight We call on the Spirit of the Lord The Spirit of peace and the Spirit of might Amongst us tonight We call on the Healer His name is Jesus To pass by His people tonight call on the glory of God and the glory of heaven to fall tonight on his people his hungry people his desperate people and we open our hearts we open the doors of the secret places and we say Lord let there be light and revelation and healing Renewal and restoration comes tonight. And the angels of God, with healing in their wings, come and minister to the saints of God in the temple tonight. There's healing tonight. There's glory tonight and angels tonight. The Spirit is here. The Master is here. We stir the waters of the Spirit, the healing waters, and we step into the river again, the river of grace and glory, the river of grace and glory. And we spread our wings, and the thermals of God, oh, we love Out of our innermost being there flows a river and barriers are removed dams of the enemy and bitterness and anger and self are removed by the power of God and the river flows from within you and it flows from deep within you in the well of salvation I prophesy to well up in your life that you may fly Empowered by the Spirit of God, He comes upon His people, anointing, but He flows from within them, out of their mouth. He cleanses, restores, renews, empowers. Oh, let all bitterness go tonight. Let all unforgiveness and self be crucified. That the glory of the Lord may rest on you, settle on you, bless you, change you. Fresh oil for my people says the Lord Fresh oil comes and it flows upon you Fresh oil to heal Fresh oil to heal And anoint and empower with glory My presence is with you says the Lord I do a work in your life and your heart A flow of glory begin to sing in other tongues right where you are. Let the river flow out of your mouth. Let the Holy Spirit lead you, but just sing in other tongues right now. Some of you in a new tongue, that God's going to give you right now a tongue of healing, a tongue that will renew you in the secret place. That's right. Let it go. Let it flow. Let it Let's, let's let that river flow. Whoa. yeah, whoa, yeah, yeah. River of my glory, river of my healing, river of my glory and river of my healing, healing river, healing anointing, grace and mercy, peace, forgiveness, cleansing power, soft hearts, soft hearts and renewed minds, soft hearts and renewed minds, that's what I'm looking for, says the Lord, soft hearts, renewed minds, hearts renewed minds that's what i'm looking for for my healing flow my restoring reviving renewing work soft hearts and renewed minds That's right, just keep flowing, I want the ministry team to come to the front, you keep flowing where you are, and I want you to come out if you, if you feel strongly that, that there's an impact, maybe you've crashed and burned, and in this healing anointing, God is going to bring a spirit of restoration upon you. If you want to leave your seats and be prayed for during this period, you're welcome to come and we'll impart the grace of God, just keep worshipping him.
1: Let the river flow, 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 let the river flow. Spirit of the Lord is yeah. There is freedom. Where the spirit of Freedom in your name, freedom in your name, freedom in your name, freedom in your name, freedom in your name. You are the end. The end of a lasting time. You do not wait, you will grow.